Welcome to Local Matter Sports. This is your host, Sam Brooks. I got Mark Hutchins with me today. Welcome to the show, Mark. Thanks, Sam. Mark is with Motlow College Foundation that we're going to talk a little bit about. My focus here, this this time frame is going to be on athletics and education. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be able to talk a little bit about that. Also, the CRO at a new plan in Cookville called Ecomore. That's correct. We'll talk a little bit about this. Very interesting there. So I want to mention that. But let's let's start, Mark, and let's let's tell folks um, you're not a local Cookvillian. So let's talk about where you grew up. Sure, sure. Uh, you know, it's kind of one of those funny stories. I feel like I start, you know, I was born in a small town in Arkansas, but I was born in a small town in Arkansas. So, <laughs> uh, you know, it uh, lived all of my, my first 18 years of life in Arkansas in different towns. My dad was a, was a bank examiner, and so he, we moved around the state quite a bit and, learned, you know, got to, got to stay in a lot of different places there, but really called Fordyce, Arkansas, home. And that's where I graduated high school. Uh, we, we have the most unique high school mascot in the country. Hmm. Uh, people don't know this, but we are literally called the Red Bugs. The Red Bugs. I did and, not know that. And if I brought my class ring, I can show you. It looks like a little tick <laughs> is what it did. So. That's and, and, and ironically, the uh, junior high were the baby bugs, <laughs> the women were the ladybugs, and the sixth grade were the chiggers. Well, I'll be dog. So it, uh, we were uh, something you did not want on you. So that's it was pretty right. neat. So, yeah. So that's pretty neat. I didn't know. I knew you're from Arkansas. Yeah. But I didn't know. Fordyce, Arkansas. Fordyce, Arkansas. Had some famous folks from Fordyce. Okay. Uh, Johnny Cash was born right nearby. Wow. Uh, my family knew the Cash family and. And then uh, uh, some, some folks listening will know this guy, Bear Bryant. Yeah, Coach I've, Bear I've Bryant. heard of him. Heard Coach of him. Bryant, uh, went. To, he was a red bug and part of a a really cool team back when he was playing high school. And some of those guys, my dad actually worked for one of his teammates. Mm-hmm. And uh, and those guys beat Little Rock Central four years in a row uh, for the state championship. Wow. So it was, you know, football was king. Sure. And, I went to school in the same building he did where he rode his horse into town and tied it up at the tree out front when he went to school. Isn't that something? So, cool guy. Really, really nice guy. Really student, athlete-centered coach. Not you know. Nothing better than a small town, huh? I tell you. I tell you. Yeah. Learned, learned lots of fun stories from those guys. So. Oh, yeah. So, uh, 18 years, you graduated from there. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, tell me about your mom and dad and uh, any brothers and sisters. Yes, yes. I'm the oldest of, of four boys. Uh, which is ironic because out of all of us that have kids now, there's only one boy. So I think that uh, nature is trying to figure out how to call the herd balance. a little bit. So that's right. Like yeah, balance. That's exactly right. So uh, my mom was an artist and an art teacher and a French teacher. Wow. And her her parents uh, lived nearby, and so we spent a lot of time with them. And my dad was a Louisiana boy, and they met at the University of Arkansas at Monticello, which, mm. again, has an ironic strange mascot the boll weevils yeah you know I knew that one yeah so but um they met there and um my mother was a university of arkansas raceback grad mm-hmm. and i was my dad got a degree there as well and i became the first one not to go to the university of arkansas wow. in our whole family so had a full ride scholarship there but didn't go we're, so. we're gonna get to that yeah, yeah so tell exactly. us you know of course this is a sports show so tell us a little bit about sports for you and kind of what it meant to you growing up and your family. Sure, sure. You know, sports really meant a lot because being in a small town, it's one of those times where you do a little bit of everything. And I played in the band. I was the drum major in the band. Wow. And I also played, uh, started on the basketball team, and I started on the tennis team. 
And so those things kept me busy during school. And then in summer times, we all played baseball. Yeah. You know, we didn't have a high school baseball team, but, right. and we didn't have soccer then either. So that came in after I got too old to play soccer. But uh, really, were the those were the social events of town. Uh, everybody met at the ball field uh, in the summertime at least three nights a week. Interesting uh, mixture there. So I think I've told you before when we've had conversations, if I could go back and change something, um, for me it would be choosing or, you know, to play an instrument. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. something that I didn't do because uh, I played basketball, baseball, and football. Right. And just felt like it was too much all the time and, and didn't do anything else. And now I look back and I see people like you and, you know, some of my friends who did take advantage of that, whether it be in a band or just picking it up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I never did that. And, you know, those those who can't play become DJs. So I guess <laughs> I guess that's why I decided to de- get into that. You're but, a good uh, DJ for well, sure. I, I appreciate so. that. But well, then uh, that's the one thing. My my mom being an artist and things, she, that's the one thing she made her boys do. She made us take piano lessons. Wow. And I took 11 years of piano lessons. Still, wow. still can play. Not that's very amazing. well, but I can still play. Yeah, so, I'm sure that's something you have to keep up with. If You, you do need to practice. Yeah, that practice. That's, that's practice. Sense. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that, I mean, band and, and then uh, an individual sport was thrown in there, tennis. Tennis, yeah. You know, how yeah. did you get into tennis? Is it something your dad played? or it, it is, and it was one thing that we played as little kids, young kids, because um, the tennis courts were literally, you could see them out my backyard door. Wow. Uh, the, the city park was right next to where we lived, and courts were built, and we could ride our bicycles around there and play tennis any time of the day or night we wanted to. Wow, and so we did play a lot of tennis, and uh, wish I still played. I'm, I'm a little out of shape for it now, but um, my partner and I uh, in doubles in high school as freshmen were number eight in the state. Wow, and uh, we were the only two. We were probably the skinniest two kids <laughs> out there. I think I was about 129 pounds, dripping wet. Mm-hmm. And six feet tall. <laughs> and my partner looked just like that, too. And we both had serves over 120 miles an hour. Wow. So. We're talking to Mark Hutchins today and talking about sports, importance of sports as, as he progressed. And we're going to really dive into that. So, you know, tennis is a sport that I didn't realize quite how hard it, it is. And it's a, it's an individual sport. But at the same time, it, it's a team sport. So mm-hmm. you can play doubles or even uh if you're on a high school team, you're on a team. Right, so the individual right. is representing the team. Right, and team so, points add up. Yeah, team points match, add up. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, you know, there's something to be learned from from that itself. It's very different. It's kind of like golf. It's really different than other sports. So what did you think you gained out of tennis along the way that has helped you? You know, I, I think one of the big things was being, again, a small town, there weren't that many kids that played tennis. So we played with my dad and his friends, mm-hmm. and that's probably why my partner I got and I got so good. Uh, it's because we were playing with the with the men when we were not, right. and so I mean we could we got to where we could play with them and, and beat them if we wanted to. So, and that's too we learned a lot about just social skills because it got to be where my dad's friends would call and ask me to join for a a play date with a you know a doubles team or something like that, and it'd be me and three grown men. And so you had to learn, you know, you had to learn those social skills as well as the sportsmanship skills and things like that to be able to live in a small town with people that you're going to see all the time. And that, that kind of says something for your progression, because for me it was, and I take basketball, and I've talked about this before, but, you know, I could go over to, my mom worked at Tech or 
mm-hmm. in my whole life. Mm-hmm. And I would go over there on weekends, and, and you'd go into the old memorial there, and there'd be Anthony Avery and Stephen Kide and right. you know some of those names. And, you know, I just would die to get in a game, mm-hmm. you know, because I was mm-hmm. – Anytime they needed somebody extra and there wasn't nobody else there, I, That's exactly I would try right. and jump pick me, in. Pick yeah. Me. Yeah. Yeah. Just to get the opportunity to – but you're right. It, it mm-hmm. makes you better. When you play people that are bigger and better and stronger than you, it makes you better. But as you just said, as you got a little bit older, a little bit more wise, and, and your game got better in tennis, all of a sudden these adults are asking you to play. Absolutely. Absolutely. That had to be kind of a a learning experience for you along the way for you to realize that you were – gaining and getting better you know it really was and and it kind of happened when we weren't looking so to yeah. speak because again those guys trusted us to play with us they, they've known us since little guys and um, you know they they wanted us to play and they treated us like one of them i think yeah. that's probably the thing that really made it feel acceptable we, we weren't just the the, uh, the step-in player we yeah. were really part of that group You've been a lot of places, Mark. You've had a lot of success in really every endeavor that you've ever got into. I know we've talked before, you've learned a lot from failures along the way because that's how you learn. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. But tell me, holistically, what's your thoughts on how sports can help an individual, a young person, prepare for later on in life? Gosh, I think there's a, a couple of prongs to that to the answer to that and one of them is just this particularly in team sports is it's being around other people and learning to work together with other people and i think that's super super key uh, i think about the teammates and the practices that we did and the sweating we did together and and running we did together and all those kind of things and and really it was not well we may not have liked the coach at that moment we did it as a team and therefore it felt it felt family-like. Right. And two, I, I think it uh, it helps you to understand that even in an individual sport, uh, that no matter how much you practice, you can always get a little better. Yeah. And I think that's real key for, for kids to, to stay focused. You know, that, that helped us focus our time, particularly in the summertime. Again, a small town, we didn't have a lot to do. And so that you could either get in trouble or you could stay focused and do some of these things surrounding sports. It always goes back to the point that, you know, at that time growing up in a smaller town, you're in tennis and basketball and all the things that you played. You're kind of, as you rise and and you get older, you're kind of a a big fish in a small pond. Mm -hmm. But as you move on, like when you move from little league to middle school or junior high, and then from junior high to high school, mm-hmm. you're thrown back and, you know, you become the little fish in a big pond again. That's right. And then you have to relearn. You know, there's some that come along that have talent to begin with. Right. And, right. and are, you know, good walking into the freshman year, let's say, of, of high school and, and get that opportunity. But the majority do not. Well, you know, I, you talk about basketball. When I played high school basketball, <clears throat> I was a center <laughs> at six feet tall and 140 pounds then. So. <laughs> And I was the smallest center in the conference, obviously in the district. And and one of the reasons was I was a I was a great free throw shooter. I practiced free throws all the time. In fact, I think I had my four year average was around eighty nine percent. Wow! And shoot, I shot them with my eyes closed to practice. And uh, so I didn't have any problem getting fouled. I could get fouled, and that's where I scored points. Uh, but being the smaller guy, you know, it didn't make me have to think. I mean, I was a I was a you know, boy among giants, mm-hmm. particularly when I was younger, not even a senior. 
because uh, some of the guys we were playing were collegiate bound, right? You know, six five, two sixty kind of guys, and uh, you know, it was one of those I'd get hurt if I wasn't being Smart. quicker, faster, smarter. So no doubt, you know that um, that that really made a difference. All right, we're with Mark Hutchins. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. What's so important about shopping with locally owned businesses? When you shop local, your hard-earned dollars stay here in the community, helping to benefit your friends and neighbors, local schools, roads, and all aspects of community life. But what happens to my money if I spend it online or at a national chain store? In most cases, the profits go far away, out of state, corporate headquarters, or even overseas. It doesn't take any extra effort to shop local. Office Mart on South Jefferson and Cookville is your locally owned office furniture and supply store. For over 35 years, they've been proud to serve businesses in the Upper Cumberland with quality and value. You get real customer service, too. And unlike shopping online, you can actually see and try out the large inventory of office furniture in their showroom. And when it's delivered, it's not a box on your step. They're glad to install and set up everything. Office Mart. There's no other locally owned office store in the region. South Jefferson Avenue across from Hardee's. Shop local at Office Mart. Welcome back to Local Matter Sports. This is your host, Sam Brooks. Got Mark Hutchins in the house with me today. Mark, as we left, we were talking about uh, going through high school and what the importance of sports. You know, I got to focus on education and uh, how it deals with sports in the next couple of weeks. Uh, Michael Torrance was here with me, and we talked about his role as president at Motlow State. And, man, he had some good things to say about growing up and, and uh, not only being a good athlete, along the way, but knowing the importance of education because of his mother. And that takes us to your post-high school. So you end up going down to Louisiana. Yeah, I went to Louisiana Arkansas. Yes. It wasn't that big a jump. It's really only about 100 miles. Yeah. It, was, it was about three hours closer than the University of Arkansas was. So, <laughs> wow. Uh, but it was, it was, it was a unique time. Uh, my mother had passed away from cancer mm-hmm. uh, three weeks before my high school graduation. Wow, I didn't know that. And my brothers that were at home were 14 and 10. Mm. And so I didn't want to be that far away. Right. Uh, you know, although she knew I was going to tech, I mean, all of, you know, those things were already set, but, um, it was a great, great experience for me. I had a lot of friends that went 13 out of my high school class of 80 went there. And, uh, so it was kind of like we were moving down to a bigger town and, and more excitement. I guess I didn't realize it was that close. It's yeah. that close to it Arkansas. Was, it was just a hundred miles. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's yeah. no different than here in Knoxville. Oh yeah. Yeah. Wow. And about the same ease of drive. So yeah, when you first said Louisiana, I'm thinking you know way down south. Yeah, and, no, huh? this is between Vicksburg, Mississippi, and Shreveport up in the okay. northern part of the state. So, okay, um, that makes sense. It was a great time to go. Uh, it was you know, the fall of of '84, and uh, the women's basketball team had already won one national championship and and were playing for another. They they ended in the top. They went to the final four that year. Uh, my fir- my freshman year, and the men went to the uh, Final eight, uh, with with a guy named Carl Malone playing. Really, I've never heard of him. Yeah, yeah, he's he's a nice fella. He's, he's the mailman. I played a little played a little intramural ball with him in the off season. Oh, so gracious. it was a lot of fun. So, but uh, big old boy. Yeah, you know, he was a big boy, but just super nice. Just yeah. a genuine fella. Yeah. I mean, just still is. And um, but uh, had a great experience there, and and again learned more. Uh, uh, I started earlier saying I played post, and one of the reasons I played post was I didn't know I couldn't see. <laughs> I couldn't see outside of about eight feet from the goal, so I couldn't hit anything. I couldn't shoot outside there. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, got contacts after the season was over. And all of a sudden, I could hit anything inside of about 25 feet. So, uh, Modern technology. I know, yeah, <laughs> if i just known to go get the glasses. so. But uh, that's, that's how I got. I actually practiced a couple of times at Louisiana Tech. Uh, Coach Russo was there. Andy Russo was there, and and uh, he saw me playing with with Malone and some of the other guys, and we were just messing around. The band guys that played at the basketball band and the teams, both men's and women's, all played together on Sunday afternoons, mm. and so we were all friends. And you, you know, get to be where you couldn't tell who was who. And um, the coach came out and said, "You need to come out and practice with us a little bit." And I walked up and. And those guys were so big. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm still 140 pounds, and, and they were just huge. Had I known then that they actually could help me build muscle and train me and feed me and those things, I should I might have pursued it. But then all I could think of is they're going to break me. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I saw Malone my freshman year um, purely on an accidental play crush a guy's face. All he was doing was pivoting to throw the ball down, and the guy was running into it, guy from Rice. And uh, and just literally crushed inside of his face. And yeah, folks have not been there and stood next to one of those guys. Carl Malone is huge. They're serious. Yes, they are very serious. And and uh, they don't know. And actually, the the women are meaner than the men. The men at least have a little respect for each other. The women just <laughs> beat you to death. Now they might say sorry, but they're yeah. they're going to stand and beat you to death anyway. But uh, you know they they have a a strength and a power that's really beyond what. Uh, most players come to understand. Yeah, wow. and so it's it, but but a great experience. Gosh, I mean, those guys were were pivotal, and and I followed. I think in uh, I went to graduate school there as well. So in six years at Louisiana Tech, I only missed one home basketball game, men or women's, and that's because I was out in the away game. So basketball was it. I liked it. Yeah. yeah. Well, football. I didn't miss any home football games either. So. Yeah. So you just attended all of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and you play in the band. I play in the band. Oh, okay. And so yeah, it, uh, it paid my way through. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. So uh, business degree mm-hmm. from down at uh, Louisiana Tech. So mm-hmm. um, what attracted you to the business side? Why did you want to go to – your dad was an investment – uh, He was sorry, a banker. Bank yep. examiner. Yeah, well, and he, he became a banker. Yeah, just, okay. He just worked in the bank. So, so is that what kind of led you down that – it is, uh, you know, and and I was the typical college student that I showed up. I went to I went to orientation to be a mechanical engineer, mm-hmm. and at the end of the weekend of orientation, I came back a business major. So, <laughs> never took an engineering class, um, but uh, that I liked the business side because it was more broad, more general. Um, I wasn't sure I wanted to be back in banking and those kind of things, but um, really knew that that the business skills would help me. And I liked speaking, and I liked writing, and those kind of things. So that made a difference as well. Wow, that 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 sounds to me like you figured out pretty quickly what the best thing for you. That describes you now. Well, it, it probably took me uh, again. Typical student, I changed my major several times. I was yeah. a, I was an education major, I was a music major, started in business, ended in business. So uh, you know, yeah. kind of switched around. And I had a pretty good time my first two years. So it yeah. took me the, oh, I'm the, sure. the next couple to yeah. kind of well, catch up on that. That's good. So, you yeah, should. Yeah. You should. Yeah. Um, so you spend six years down there, mm-hmm. and it's time to get out. So uh, you start throwing some applications. Did you know immediately what you wanted to do, or did you have to figure it out? You know, I, I, while I was there in graduate school, I worked in the president's office. And the, the university then did not have a fundraising program. And the president asked me to go help a guy that he had hired out of the hospital fundraising world 
to start a fundraising program for the mm-hmm. university. And so I did that and loved it and actually wrote my, my master's thesis on parts of that. And I didn't know you could get paid to stay in college, which is the way I kind of looked at it. And so I started floating my application around to do fundraising for colleges and universities. Wow. And uh, although I was, you know, making good money at Louisiana Tech, it was time to kind of get out and find another place. I ended up at the University of Texas at Austin. So, and uh, had a great had a great time there, ran the College of Business Foundation there. Huge, huge university comparatively. It was the largest in the country then, 52,000 yeah. students. There there were more people in my building every day on that campus than lived in my home county in Arkansas. Hometown. Yeah, the whole county. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. My sister lives in Austin now, mm-hmm. so I, mm-hmm. I love Austin. We love going down there and visiting. But just had to be, uh, you know, I, I kind of think it's probably a good transition. You leave the small town of Arkansas, go to Louisiana Tech. It's a little mm-hmm. bit bigger area, and then you hit uh, Austin, right. which is a pretty big area. It's a big town. Yeah, big. And I actually lived in a smaller town north of town. That's actually you can't tell the difference anymore. So, oh yeah, yeah. That, that whole place is really continuously growing. Mm-hmm. It's getting bigger mm-hmm. and bigger. So you go there and you work a while and you you lead that uh, that that had to be pretty inter- interesting to jump into that to lead something at a school that big. What a great experience it was for you. It was, and you know, I met a lot of key business folks like Herb Kelleher that started Southwest Airlines was on our board, and and uh, Mac McLean who McLean Trucking uh, was on our board. He sold that to Walmart, you know, about twenty years ago. Walmart, right? yeah, I've heard of them. Yeah, yeah, small group, small group up in Arkansas. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so I've really met some really interesting people and, uh, you know, learned a lot about business that I didn't learn in school uh, just by talking with them. Yeah. And yeah. so it was it was it, a little bit scary to be that young and be around folks of that caliber. But the, you begin to realize that they're as interested in you as you are in them. Yeah. So. Young and eager and, uh, you know, ready to go. And, you know, if we're always learning. We can learn from uh, folks who are a little bit younger. Mm-hmm. And we are sometimes mm-hmm. just as much they can learn from us. Absolutely. You, you really figured that out. Absolutely. At that yeah, time frame. Good. So we're talking to Mark Hutchins. We will be right back. We're going to take a quick break. Welcome back to Local Matter Sports. This is Sam Brooks, your host, talking to Mark Hutchins today. I'm going to touch real quick on uh, one thing that you're doing now I thought was very interesting. Company you're involved with called Ecomore. Ecomore, yes. Ecomore. Yep, yep, yep. Tell mm-hmm. a little, I say it wrong every time I say it. That's all Ecomore. right. That's all right. Tell it's a little a, bit about what that's about. So through a mutual friend uh, in East Tennessee, I met a guy named Kelly Warbus, and Kelly was working on a project to figure out what to do with garbage. You know, we have landfills and landfill problems and swell oh, yeah. and all those kind of things. And and uh, he actually had been contacted by a client he had in the fire and security system business on the island of Tonga. And Tonga was having a problem. They used to incinerate their trash for electricity for the island, and that became uncool. So they yeah. were were importing diesel fuel but still having a trash problem. And so, you know, through conversation, it kind of meant, well, we ought to figure out something to do with trash, something that's ecologically friendly, can make some money for us, those kind of things. So um, what we thought would be about a two-and-a-half-year process ended up being almost a seven-year process. Uh, and really figuring out what we wanted it to be. And uh, we've got a, a great team of guys, about, about six of us, that have really been with this the entire time. And we figured out and patented a process to where we actually dewater trash. You know, people, there's a lot about trash I didn't know. My, my master's is in psychology, so I didn't know anything <laughs> about trash. And other than you roll it to the curb and somebody takes it away. Right. And uh, we figured out a way to to take the moisture out of that, which reduces the weight. And everything in the trash world is weight-based. Right. 
And by doing that, we homogenize it. We keep it from rotting ever. Uh, you don't get the smell. You don't get the methane production, uh, all of those kind of things. We actually can bale it and wrap it and just and put it in a warehouse. And 10 years from now, it'll still be that. It looks like blown-in house insulation when we get done with it. So, And it's useful. It's got uses. Uh, Europe's been doing this a long time. They use that for fuel, for like in a coal-burning plant or a heat-burning, you know, heat, it drives everything. Right. And so, they, you know, to be able to create heat with something that burns more efficiently and with less greenhouse gases than a piece of coal, uh, that's what we've been able to create. We, so, we can pelletize it, bale it, do whatever so we need you're effectively to using it. Yes, um, all to recycle it and mm-hmm. basically mm-hmm. turn it back into possible potential energy. That's right. That's exactly That's amazing. Right. And we amazing. can t- and we take out the glass and we take out the metals and things, so it doesn't. Yeah. It, it is a green organic. It just basically, it's organics. So amazing. We could spend the whole show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a yeah. Bit that. Let's let's jump back to uh, you, you get down to Austin, you get a great opportunity at the University of Texas, and then you're ready for your next step. Mm-hmm. Uh, how'd mm-hmm. you know? And and what was it? You know, uh, my my wife had family in Mississippi, and we were still young and newlyweds, and so we we ended up getting an opportunity to go back to Mississippi State, which is uh, the then was the largest school in the state, and uh, what a great experience! Again, back kind of to a small town, but with a, with an SEC school in it, so it was really, really fun. Yeah, Starkville. That's right. That's right. Uh, during the Jackie Sherrill errors. Uh, era mm. and so some great football was being played uh the basketball team went to the final four in 96 when we were there and and just had a i worked for the alumni office so i, I traveled to all 82 states uh counties in the state of mississippi mm. and uh so new people everywhere still do still do those are still my great friends and and uh so really had some unique opportunities to travel and to do things for mississippi state that uh, helped to raise money and raise awareness and, and help students so it just struck me you you've uh, everywhere you've been just about you lived in a college town. Everywhere I've been, I've only worked for colleges. So wow, yeah, that's yeah. that's amazing. I, mm-hmm. I don't know why I didn't think of that before. Yeah, that, yeah, everywhere. You know, I've been. it's it's unique uh, that you spent your whole career you mm-hmm. know supporting the colleges out there yeah, and, and yeah. working for them. So that's a, that's amazing to to see the I mean the people that you met. I mean you could we could spend a lot of time talking about oh god just yeah. folks that you ran into. <laughs> you know, and sometimes I I'm getting to a point now where I, I have to sometimes remember. I mean yeah. I've, I've met a lot of folks and a lot of cool folks and and uh I, I see them now and, and and you have the flashback about oh, I bet. you know what the stories that you had together and those kind of things. Or I see them in the news. Sometimes I just see them on the news and realize, no, I remember a day we played golf together or something like that. Yeah. So, yeah. Mississippi State, uh, I had a uh, some Henry Barnhill just came to mind, uh, moved from here, got a job down there uh, somewhere, doing something that uh, I don't think it was with Mississippi State, but it was there in Starksville. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, I kind of got to watching Mississippi State there because yeah, you know, I yeah, knew they yeah. were there. So uh, pretty neat to kind of – There's a real pipeline between Mississippi State and Tennessee Tech. A lot of lot of Mississippi State faculty are at Tech and vice hmm. versa. So in fact, several of my closest friends at – uh, Mississippi State were Tennessee Tech graduates, and I had never heard of it until the end. So, wow, yeah. that's amazing. Now, Lord, or would I have known twenty years later? I'd worked there. So, yeah. yeah, that's amazing. Small world. Mm-hmm. It really is. So yeah. let's let's cue in a little bit on uh, the sports side of it. Focus this couple of weeks has has been academics and athletics, mm-hmm. and you've definitely been on the academic side of that. And we already talked about the foundation that athletics helped you build in your life and, and what it meant to you as a, a worker 
you know, to build that, that blueprint foundation of your work ethic and how you're going to kind of handle everything that came your way. So if you're talking to young folks out there who are on the athletic side and you're talking about education mm-hmm. or a, a, another parent comes up to you, because I know we've not even got into your kids and oh, yeah, the sports yeah, that yeah. they played and, mm-hmm, and been involved mm-hmm. in, but, uh, you know, along the way, uh, sports has been a very prominent part of your life. And so if you're talking to parents out there and they're asking you questions because you've been there and done that with your kids, what, what do you tell them about academics and how important it is? You know, particularly for an athlete, uh, one of the, one of the big statistics that we all see on any, any weekend Saturday on, on the TV is that, you know, 99.9% of the student athletes never go on to play pro. And, you know, I try to remind them that I don't care how good you think you are. The chances of going pro are really, really small. Not that you can't do it, but they're really, really small. So I have a backup plan. Yeah. Find something you love and learn about it and be ready to do that. So and that was one of the things, you know, you talk about my girls. Um, you know, my both mine were softball players. Uh, one now coaches softball. Uh, they were the number two team in the state of Mississippi last year. Now we got a name on you. They're Jan gonna, Catherine. They're get mad at me. Yeah, I know Jan so. Catherine and Claudia will, will sure get mad at both of us if we don't mention <laughs> Reed too for that matter. Yeah. So we'll I saw Reed today. Am I doing uh, right? That's right. So, uh, but and then Claudia played four years, started four years as a softball pitcher, and and is now coaching a travel team. So. And I think that the, what they learned from their athletic experience was is that it takes discipline to be good. And uh, that discipline, you know, whether, again, we talked way back about practice and coaches and things like that, but it's really those form- formative people in our lives that help guide and direct us. And when I tell, talk to a student or a potential student athlete or something like that, it, that's the experience that anybody of us in education want them to leave with. Uh, leave with a mentor, leave with a friend, leave with somebody you know you can you can count on that's going to get you there. Yeah. It's that network. It's, that, it's, it's the that, network. That's and right. it's what you do, and it's being thankful along the way about mm-hmm. those people that are providing. I think I didn't, I didn't realize, and I tell this all the time, but I didn't realize uh, what tech was doing for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I thought I was, I was a pretty cocky <laughs> little athlete, as you probably know or have heard, but you know, it, it, in my mind, it was all about what can tech do for me. Right. 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 When you come in, cause you're you're put up on that pedestal mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. you know, you're, you're, you're one of the best at what you do. And then you come in. We talked about it. You come in as that used to be a big fish in a, in a small pond. And then you get in that big pond again, and right, you're a little right. fish. and You get kind of brought back down to level. Right. That's but right. I, I realized soon after I got out, it wasn't what I did for tech. It's what tech did for me. And they and they were doing it without you realizing it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I think that's one of the key parts of as we talk about collegiate athletes, uh, athletics at Motlow and other places, uh, it is providing that, that backbone experience that allows them to be successful in the court, but more importantly, helps them to not just make a living, but make a life after that. Exactly. And and. You know, you mentioned the one percent that get to go on and play, and, and and we when we talk to them, we say, you know, just have something as a backup. We're, mm-hmm. we're saying have it. It's really not their backup. It, it's really what you're here for. That's right. That's they just right. don't realize it at that mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, for me, it was it was exactly that. And and uh, now I look back and I'm very thankful um, for Tennessee Tech, even though it was in my hometown. Right. And, you know, right. I, I, I could have went somewhere else and didn't. Luckily, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and and now realize how pivotal 
and important not only Tennessee Tech was, but the people that were at Tennessee Tech that's right. at that that's time. Right. And, yeah, yeah. and it just uh, that's the one thing I would say to these young folks coming up is just be thankful. You know, they don't they you realize you don't realize sometimes because the, the the attention is all focused on you. You right. don't realize it's really not about you. It's about the experience and, and how you handle it along the way. I would tell you, and, and you probably had the same experience, you had great folks in the athletic department that you worked with, that you that you were a student in. But the person that probably meant the most to you might have been the athletic department secretary of <laughs> the administrative assistant. I can tell you right now, Miss Peggy. Because uh, I know. Uh, and and the stories that you can go for, I don't care where you are. All of them, I've been to Murray State, Mississippi State, University of uh, Texas, uh, you name it here, uh, the stories are about that person because yeah. they knew me and they took care of me. Miss Wheatley, Loris Wheatley, and Miss mm-hmm. Peggy, mm-hmm. and I, I, you know, I could go on and on and on about yes. that. But, yes, yes. Uh, every year we do the alumni thing. We we have them stand up and we honor them. No, oh, absolutely. You know, and the biggest standing ovation that it's not for the coach. No, and it's no, not no. for the athletic director or mm-hmm. anybody else there. Mm-hmm. It's for them too. And they're and so the ones that took you're care. Exactly of right. That's right. You're exactly right. Mark, it's uh, it's it's been great to have you on the show, and you know this is again a focus on education and tying that in with athletics and what that means to students, and that's that's something that's very important to me because as I said, you know I I kind of looked at it a little differently when I was there and going through. So anything we can do to educate these young people about the importance of of really being in the moment uh, and, and taking advantage of the opportunities that you have because of your talent, yes, because of yes. your ability and your, your two girls are great examples. They, of they that. are all three of them. Reed as well. Yeah. Reed, Reed too. Reed coming up now. Reed's still in high school. She's still in high school coming up. and uh, doing her own thing. But uh, you know, I appreciate you doing this as well. Cause I mean, uh, Avery and I think the world of you and Tara and, and um, I, I think this, what you're talking about on this show really helps to advance exactly what we're talking about. And that's, giving people the best opportunities to be great yeah no doubt and we'll have you back soon thank you for spending the time of course we've run out of time now but i appreciate you for joining me today thank you thank you thank you guys out there for joining local matter sports this is your host sam brooks we'll see you next time